Hi there. Um, as Andrew said, my name's Paul. I'm one of the pastors here at King's, um, and it's my, my privilege to be speaking today. Uh, just to say, I thought, what an amazing turnout of um, shoeboxes full of stuff. I mean, absolutely amazing just seeing so many, I don't know, maybe a hundred people or so just bringing them down to the front. I just want to say, I want to commend you for your amazing generosity in doing that. It's absolutely, absolutely incredible. Um, This morning I want to talk about the wise men. So in the nativity story, um, you'll know there are shepherds, you'll know there's angels, you know there's Mary and Joseph, um, but a little bit later in the story you come across the wise men. Now, as I was preparing this in the week, um, I must admit it's brought back some painful memories for me. Don't laugh. You see, it was sort of at the end of November and the beginning of December every year when I was at primary school that the cast list used to come out for the nativity play. Every year. You know, and you're running to find out what part you get to play in the nativity. And I knew that my acting prowess was somewhat limited So I thought I would never get one of those main roles, you know, of Joseph or Mary. I mean, I guess probably Mary I was always on a bit of a loser for. But I thought maybe I can make the role of one of the three wise men. And at Northern Primary School, where I did my primary school years, there was a green wise man, not green in the face, but green in his costume, a blue wise man, And a red wise man. And every year I would be waiting to see, had I got promoted to becoming one of these wise men? Like I say, I thought Mary and Joseph were well out of my league, but maybe the wise men. But the reality of it is I never quite made it. And I must admit I'm finding this quite therapeutic, I must say, actually, as I'm sharing it now. I did make it. I did make it to be in the, I I don't know what you'd call it, but like the wise man assistant or page boy. When I was in infants, I mean, I think that might have been where those seeds of hope first planted, that I might make it to be the official wise man. But I made it to being the green page boy as sort of the wise man. But I never never made it. And just before I move on, I just want to know, because I knew I'd never make it to be Mary or Joseph, but did any of you guys make it to one of those top roles? In a nativity. Oh, there's a few hands going up. Well, I mean, okay, I'm I'm really pleased for you. I'm really pleased that you made it through, even if I never did. But, you know, God bless you and all that sort of stuff. Happy Christmas. And if anyone wants to pray for me at the end of the meeting, I'll be down the front and you you can come and pray for me. But we're going to be looking, we're going to be looking at the part of the nativity story where... Um, where we read about the wise men. But before we do that, I just want to highlight something. And and, and the the story of the wise men, it comes in the account of Matthew. So there are four different accounts about the life of Jesus. There's um, Matthew, Mark, Luke and John. And the nativity story is told in Matthew and in Luke. Now we're only going to look at Matthew. We're going to look at the bit about the wise men. But it says this in chapter 1 of Matthew. Now, the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. 
And Matthew, as he wrote down his account, his aim was to clearly communicate the facts about the birth, the life, and the death of Jesus Christ. That was the reason for him writing this book. He wanted to write, as it were, an orderly account. That's what it says in Luke. I want to write an orderly account so that you may know what happened to Jesus. And I I just want to highlight that because for some of us today, we may think, well, you know, I like the story of Jesus and I like the nativity and I like Father Christmas and I like watching the, 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 the film about the Grinch, and I like the Elf film and things like that. And, 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 and we put the story of Jesus in along the lines of all these other things. But actually, it's not the same as that at all. And what we're celebrating today isn't a fairy tale, but something historical that happened. And what I'm talking about this morning is a historical event that happened, and I'm just looking to explain what it means for us today. So let me read these words. So it's in Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 to 12. Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem saying, where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose and we've come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, He was troubled and all Jerusalem with him and assembling all the chief priests and the scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. And they told him in Bethlehem of Judea, for so it is written by the prophet. And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means the least among the rulers of Judah, for from you shall come a ruler who who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod summoned the wise men secretly and ascertained from them what time the star had appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem saying, go and search diligently for the child. And when you have found him, bring me word that I too may come and worship him. After listening to the king, they went on their way and behold, the star that they had seen when it rose went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly and with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Then opening their treasures, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense and myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. So just before we dive in and look a little bit at the story, who were these wise men? So if we can just put up some of the details about the wise men, that would be absolutely brilliant. Brilliant. So their address, where did these wise men come from? Well, they reckon they came from Babylon, which is in modern-day Iraq. To get to Jerusalem, it was about an 800-mile journey. So that's the same as you packing your bags up right now. Jumping on the back of your donkey or your camel and travelling all the way down to Portugal. I reckon they were a little bit saddle sore by the time they arrived. How did they work out where they were going? What was their, what was their mode of a, a, a direction? Was it a tom-tom or what sat-nav was it? They followed a star. It probably took them anything up to two years from when they set off, when they were planning the journey to getting to Jerusalem. And their reason for travel 
was because a king had been born. Their profession, they were astrologers. They were people who predicted the future, probably used the occult to do so. They were not your normal church-going type. But what's really interesting is that in the account that Matthew wrote, the only people he mentions who go to visit the baby Jesus are these wise men. These not very church-going type of people were the only ones mentioned by Matthew who went to worship Jesus. They were not expected on the guest list at the birth of the king of the Jews. And the first thing I notice is this, is that they actually go to the wrong place. They go to the wrong palace, as it were. It says this, Behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose, and we have come to worship him. But when Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. You see, the wise men went to Jerusalem because it was the obvious place to go if you're looking for a king of the Jews. But he wasn't there. And not only was he not there, but they weren't expecting him. They didn't know anything about him either. You see, the thing is, the Jesus they were looking for wasn't as they expected he would be. He was different from their preconceived ideas. He was a king, yes, mightier than any other that had been born before or would be born after. But he didn't come with the external splendour or the wealth that they had expected. He came in a very different way to that. And so when he turned up in Jerusalem and appeared before Herod and said, well, where is this newborn king? Herod knew nothing about it. His officials knew nothing about it. The religious leaders knew nothing about it. Jesus didn't come in the package that they were expecting. And I wonder, I don't know how you'd feel, but after an 800 mile journey on the back of a camel, I may have been just a little bit fed up. I turned up and not only was he not there, but they didn't even know anything about him. They'd searched the wise men. They'd been committed. It had cost them a lot in time and finance. But they hadn't found who they were looking for. And no one in Jerusalem really knew much about this amazing arrival. I wonder if they were tempted to give up. Pack their bags, head back to Babylon. It's not worth it. You know, I've been searching but I haven't found what I'm looking for and actually I've become a bit cynical. Maybe there isn't much to this king of the Jews. Maybe there isn't much to this Christian God. Maybe there isn't much to church really because I've looked before and what I've seen hasn't really added up to much at all. But these wise men, they didn't give up. They continued their search And they went from the wrong palace to a humble home. And behold, the star that they had seen when it rose went before them until it came to rest over the the place where the child was. 
And when they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. The star that had started this journey brought them to the conclusion of their journey as well. And when the star stopped, it says that they, what was the exact phrase? They rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. I mean, that's the Bible way of saying they were really happy. They had a party. They were very, very excited about this. I don't think it was just down to the fact that their 800-mile journey on the back of a camel was over. I think it's because they had an expectation of who they were going to see when they got there. They stopped their searching. It concluded outside a humble home. And when they entered, they saw a child with Mary, his mother. I imagine what they saw was so different from Herod's great palace in Jerusalem, with all the grandeur and wealth and fine robes and amazing food, what they saw was Mary with her baby Jesus. And their response was absolutely incredible. I don't quite know how much they understood, but it says that they fell down and they worshipped him. You see, it wasn't the external that was amazing. It was the person that was in front of them. It wasn't all the presence. It wasn't the incredible choirs. It wasn't even all family being together that was the centre of Christmas for these wise men. It was the baby born in a stable, placed in a manger. He was the one they had come to worship. And they realised, I think in some way, I don't know quite how much they realised, but in some small way, they realised that they were in front of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. It's not a normal response when you see a baby. But they saw something Beyond the physical, they caught a glimpse of who he was. Although completely different from expectation. And when they came before him, they brought three incredible gifts. Then opening their treasures, they offered him gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. I don't think the wise men really knew how significant each of these gifts were at the time. But we know how significant they were. You see, they gave him gold because they were worshipping him as the king of kings. Not just an earthly king. In fact, in his earthly life, Jesus, you, you would never really know he was a mighty king. Because he lived a lot of his life in poverty. And he was rejected by an awful lot of people. But actually, the baby they were worshipping that morning, that day was the king of kings, the eternal one. They gave him frankincense. That that incense, that perfume, was only used on the altar in Jerusalem in the temple. They worshipped him as the king of kings. They worshipped him as God. A baby? In such a humble place, not even in Herod's temple... But they worshipped him as God, the eternal one, the creator of all things, who had clothed himself in flesh, Emmanuel, God with us. The wise men, they worshipped him as the king of kings. 
They worshipped him as God. And lastly, they gave him myrrh. This was a perfume that was used at burial. It's an odd gift, isn't it, to give to a baby? You know, it's like when a baby's born, you say, you give them in in the card, you write, oh, by the way, I'll pick up the tab for your headstone. You know, you'd say, no, that's that's inappropriate, That's, that's wrong, and yet they gave him myrrh. But it speaks of the importance of his death for us, this Jesus. He lived an amazing life, but he died such a significant death for all of mankind, all of humankind. He lived a perfect life, 33 years without sin, without blemish. And then he was hung on a cross and he died, not because of anything he'd done, but because of what I had done. Because of what we had done, he laid his life down that we might know God. That's why Jesus came. Gold, frankincense and myrrh. The King of Kings, Emmanuel, God with us, who came and lived a perfect life, died a criminal's death, so that any can come before him. You see, the nativity is the bit we focus on most of all, but it's only part of the story. It's the bit we get excited about, but it's only an introduction to the most fascinating, important story you will ever hear. The wise men were not the most obvious ones to be searching for God, but they were the ones recorded in Matthew who searched for him. Although the search took many months and they had setbacks, they didn't give up until they found the truth. And when they found him, he didn't come in the package they expected, but they did realise his significance and it caused them to worship him. This morning, I want to invite you not just to come and sing some carols with us over Christmas, But I want to come and invite you to explore the claims of Christianity. I want to invite you to come back next year and find if what we've been singing about is really true. Is Jesus just some mythical figure from the past? Or is he who I claim to be the most importantly significant man that ever lived? And if I can invite you, the best way for you to find out about whether Jesus is who I say he is, is to come on that Alpha course that we mentioned to you before. We're going to be running it down at the Conqueror's March. It's a pub just down um, further along the ridge. Um, We'll get you your first drink, and it's just a great opportunity for you to hear a bit more about the claims of Christianity. It's an opportunity for you to ask any question you want. There are none off limits. And you can just find out more about what it is to be a follower of Jesus Christ. What better New Year's resolution could you have than to find out if this Jesus is who I say, and probably who the person who brought you says he is. On the way out, some very friendly people are going to give you one of these cards. Every one of you that leaves. I'd just love you to think over the Christmas season, maybe should I find out more about what it is to be a Christian. And if you want to, 
You can sign up online or you can sign up at the information desk at the end of the meeting. Let me just pray. Lord Jesus, I thank you that you are Emmanuel, God with us. I worship you. We worship you as the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And I pray even this morning, would you make yourself real to us? Whether for the first time or the thousandth time, would we see you afresh and be caused to wonder at who you are and what you've done? Lord, I pray for every single person in the auditorium right now and for the children in the other rooms as well. I ask you, would you bless them over this season? I pray, Lord God, would they know peace from you? Would they know strength from you? I ask for that in your precious name, Lord Jesus. Amen.